Reviewing games from the Game Pass collection, bringing you three unique perspectives from a varying skill range. I am your hardcore gamer host, Andrew. With me, your co-host, that you would swear was riding a unicycle down the mountain, Keith. Hey. And our other lovely, wonderful co-host, who still has not taken off her training wheels, Liz. <laughs> hey yo. And this week was Keith's pick was The Descenders, based off the amazing 2005 hit movie the descend keith why did you pick the descenders first of all because i hate you for no, saying that it's me. and it's not the descenders it's descenders just just descenders i know i always kept calling it the descenders yeah. but i don't know it, and then every time i was like oh, it's just descenders but it's i don't know i like it the, is the, well so i picked the, the Anywho, I need to think about this. You asked me why I picked this game. You said something really dumb. Um, that was based off the 2005 hit movie The Descent? Yeah. So, The Descent. Er, <laughs> so, t- I quit. I'm going home. I leave. All right. So, I picked Descenders because, first of all, it came out, I think, like, three weeks ago something like that or at least on xbox one it did and it actually came right to game pass so i figured hey why not that looks new that looks fun um it's been a long time since i played a game like it it's a downhill bike racing game that's really all but there is to it except it's not even really a racing game but we'll get into that um so yeah that's why i picked descenders yeah i mean i think we should get right into it because I I have a hard time kind of explaining what this game is. For me, the best way I can describe it, which I know you don't care for my analogy of it, but to me, I think this game is an endless runner. All the levels are procedurally generated. You don't have to get the points. Your main objective is to survive. So I would call it like a downhill survival. So that's, I don't know, that's why for me, I feel like it's like an endless runner. Because you can do bonus stuff, but for the most part, your objective is to just survive. Yeah, no, I... I'm, you said it. I don't really necessarily agree with the endless runner, but I don't. I don't hate it. But yeah, it's so to set up the game. I guess it's it puts you out. You you start out in just this kind of little park area where you can you know just kind of hang out, free ride, fall, do whatever you want to do. But your your main objectives are ride sessions where you have one, four maps that you can go through. Eight ultimately, actually, I guess. But you you start on one of the four and you work through it to try and get through all of them. If you earn enough bonus points along the way at the, the end point of each one, you can start at that at that point. So that's about it. But like you said, Andrew, you're just going to survive to try and get through the levels. How would you describe this game, Liz? Um, <laughs> trying to find a, a polite description. <laughs> It is what I like to call a Keith pick. <laughs> nice. Um, We're going to coin that one. I mean, it's hard because my expectations were different than what the game was. 
So, because for me, I've played skateboarding games and snowboarding games that were a lot different and a lot more fun. And <laughs> in this game, I just, I, I don't really, I don't get the point. I, I just don't get the point of it. And I I kind of understand what you're saying, too. There, I felt like there was no reason for me to keep going. Because it was, I just, like, my I don't know if it was because I just thought it was, like, so uninteresting. I just, I mean, the tricks, I just, I mean, I don't. And I agree. Like, this is, I think this game kind of suffers from a loss of identity. Because when I first saw it, like, when Keith first picked it, I thought it was just a racing game. I was like, all right, this is kind of cool. A downhill dirt bike racing game. That's That sounds like it'd be kind of fun. But it's it's not a racing game. Yeah, there's people in the world, but all you do with the people is look at them. You can go into casual lobbies, but there's not much to do. And then, yeah, you can do tricks, but... You don't have to. You don't have to. And, like, I don't fully get the point of it. So when you're doing a run... So I guess I should better first to kind of explain how this game's done. You... The levels are procedurally generated, and every time you start a session, there's four starting worlds. And so the first one you start in Highlands, which is kind of an easy, slightly sloped, not a lot of trees, a little bit of rocks. And as you're progressing, if you get extra points, you get crew members, and crew members are kind of like buffs. Uh, you get a pick between one of four crew members. They, they vary every time you get the option to pick a new crew member. And so they're different every time. And so you pick, and the overall will kind of help benefit your current session. But once you fully lose your lives, every time you crash, you lose a life, but you can get more lives by doing bonus objectives. But if you run out of lives, you lose your session, your session ends, and you lose all your crew members, and you start all over again. So it's kind of a roguelike game, but it's just, there's no, like, progression, though. If you can finish a level, at the end of each, like, map, there is a boss jump. Which, that's one thing I do like about this game, is that they have bosses and mini-bosses. Mini-bosses are these kind of small uh, obstacles during your run. But then at the end is a boss jump, which is just super steep downhill into a giant ramp that you have to land and survive. And if you do it three times, you can instantly start in the next world and kind of do a shortcut. But it's obviously a harder world, and you're going at a disadvantage because you're not bringing any crew members. So there's no... I never really found much purpose for the rep. Like, I thought at first it was unlocking collectibles for you, but it doesn't. Like, anytime you just complete a session, you just got a random cosmetic. And I at first was like, oh, maybe it's based on how much rep I was getting, but it doesn't seem to be the case. So I don't get quite, like... So that's why it's like, okay, if I can just get down the hill fine, like, I guess I could just play the game that way. Yeah, you probably aren't unlocking crew members for your current session, but I don't know. I, See, I didn't I... even feel like the crew members did that much. I disagree. I, as far as at least the the connection between the rep and the the loot you got at the end of your session, because there, if you end it quick enough, like you don't go through two uh, two levels, for example, it won't even give you anything. Most of mine didn't get that high. I think one of my highest rep sessions was maybe like fifteen thousand or something like that. But I actually got like a limited item at the end of it, which just like any game. I guess just for, as far as the way they do the loot, it goes common, uncommon, limited. Up from there, I'm sure there's like a purple because it, it's just no color. Then it goes green and then blue, yellow. So it's got the similar kind of progression as far as rarity of items and all that. 
and I do think it is connected because again also when I like when I reached a certain point I think when I hit peaks the fourth one for the first time it actually also gave me just outright uh, a limited item yeah I also just don't get the trick aspect because like I've said I've played some really fun skateboarding games where you can do like these crazy intense tricks and stuff and this I just felt like they were very basic. They were all the same movements. There was no like, um, there was no combination that, I, there was nothing to work towards, I guess. And I should say too that when I first started this game, I was doing a tutorial. And like we said in the last podcast, our internet was crap last week. And uh, the internet stopped working and it kicked me out of the tutorial. And I could not for the life of me find a way to get back in. So everything that I learned about playing the game, like 99% of it, I learned from YouTube videos, Google, and Andrew. So that was also a thing that I thought was really interesting that you can't go back to the tutorial. Because I thought I was missing something, but then I was watching watching videos, I was watching Andrew play, and I was just like, oh, so it is just very basic stuff. It is. I, I agree. I just think for the most part, I think it's a lot of fun of a game. I don't. It's nothing like a Tony Hawk, and I and I I played a lot of those games, and so I can see where you want it to be like that. But I think it's interesting because it it's very punishing to be completely honest with you. It's I I don't know if I said this already, but it's a game like we talked about with Wargroove last week. That's it's easy to play in terms of just yeah sure I can pick it up, but it's very hard to be good at it. Like if you look at scores of people who play this game on a high level, it's ridiculous. So I'm assuming they're doing a lot of chaining things together and getting those, you know, kind of crazy Tony Hawk moments that you remember, but that's because they're ridiculously good. Yeah, I mean, I, I do agree that, like, this is a game that, like, if you become, like, a master, like, you know, this is a game you can really kind of practice and be, like, really skillful with. It's just for me, I was finding a hard time going back to it like for any particular reason because i don't know like i said it's it just to me it felt like an endless runner like yeah it was fun to pick up play maybe a couple sessions but yeah it was really infuriating i was i felt like i wanted to throw my controller across the room because i felt like the physics were a little wonky in the game because as Liz was saying i do not think they give you much of a tutorial it was very bare bones so one of my biggest issues especially with like the boss jumps is if you're if you have too much air it gives you like a little bit of warning sign at the bottom and your character is yelling and it's like, well, what do I do? Like, is there a specific button I'm supposed to hit? Cause I always felt like I was landing perfectly, but it would end up crashing me. And I would just get so infuriated. Cause it's like, I do not get what I'm supposed to do. Cause the tutorial didn't tell me anything about it. It wasn't until like a little digging in the options where I found an advanced tip section where if you press down on like the right analog, it like softens your blow a little bit. It's still not perfect, but it does improve your survival rate. And so it's like, okay, I felt like that was really pertinent information. They could have gave me a new tutorial because the boss jumps are like, they're literally the boss. Like it's the most important part of it. You can't progress without beating the boss. So I was just a little frustrated with that. And yeah, like the physics, I just don't think explained much. Like sometimes I'm crashing and I'm like, I don't get it. Did I clip something? I I don't see what I hit. Because sometimes your character is incredibly sensitive. See, I don't have that issue so much. I mean, I definitely had times where I hit jumps or I landed jumps that I thought I should have landed, but for the most part, I felt like if I if I hit something, I knew I hit it. That was that was me personally. 
And I wasn't very good at it. I'm not saying I am. I just I didn't run into that issue. I, I do think they're not perfect because I actually kind of found out by accident that you can hold the left trigger, which is the brake, in midair, and it seems to actually help you cushion your fall so or even slow you in midair, which is bad physics. But for the most part, I thought the physics were actually pretty good, to be honest. So I guess we should also state it is I can't quite figure out. I think this game is still technically might be in game preview on the Xbox. That's true. I know on the PC, since they came out with the multiplayer update, which the multiplayer update is also on the Xbox, on Steam, it's no longer considered like the preview. It's considered the full game. But when you play on the Xbox, it does say by people's names that they're playing Descenders Preview. But I don't think Microsoft ever removes that because I know people who still play Astroneer it says preview, even though technically that game is on its 1.0 patch and it's no longer in preview. So I think there's still some mechanical stuff that's being worked out in this game. But overall, I think mechanics-wise, the physics are a little off, but I, I do at least praise this game's ideas on how it's every time it's a procedural-generated track. So it's always kind of something different. And you even get the option when you press start that if a track is broken, you can even report it to them that they... that. Like something went wrong, which happened to me only once. It was during a forest level, but my track literally ended into itself and became like this weird loop. But I could see farther in the forest that another random piece of track was there. And so I was able to still continue. But even if you don't have a track, the whole purpose of this game is like, you don't even have to stay on the track. You could just, it's just get to the exit. That's your only purpose. See, I don't think the trails were that varied. I mean, they had, I remember, like, the Stonehenge one and, and things like that. I mean, they did have um, some uniqueness. And the thing is, the landscape, the graphics, all that, I thought were really great. Except for, like, the the character's body looked... I mean, you have one character that you're playing with. They can make it look decent. But, like, the graphics and stuff I thought were great. But I don't think the trails are very unique from each other. So, I mean, obviously you get random, random trails, but I don't think... I mean, maybe in the different sections, like you were talking about, like, the forest and the, the highlands and stuff. But I just, I, I thought, like, that is the game. Like, I think they could have added a little bit more spice to it. See, I don't know. It's weird. I I think I played more of this game than both of you guys by a lot. Because I actually, this is one of those really weird games for me. I had a lot, a lot of fun playing with it to a point where I just dove in on it. And I actually would sit there for, like, two hours and just play it. I Like I sat there, I was just listening to, like, podcasts or whatever. Because the music, which we can talk about a little later, it's all right. I didn't mind it. But <clears throat> I actually just turned the music off and I would listen to something else while I played the game. And maybe, like, I don't know, no one was really around, I guess, for me this week as far as people I play with online. So I just found myself playing this game and... It's easy to just fall into, I guess, as long as you don't get too annoyed with it or don't overthink it. So I want to go back a little bit to what Liz was saying with the graphics. Because for me, I did not care for the graphics at all in this game. I I thought everything just looked super kind of janky. I agree, Liz. I think the character model was terrible. Because even then, you if you press start, you do have the option to change your male character into a female character. But all they did for the female character was just basically <laughs> add long hair. Like, there's, like, no feminine features at all. Like, when you actually see the character, like, literally nothing changes. You just kind of see hair kind of go in the back of the helmet. I know if you remove the helmet, you can kind of see a female face. But I kind of thought it was the laziest female character design. It was just like, oh, okay. 
So I, I don't think the graphics are really anything good in this game. But I also don't fault this game for it. Because if the graphics were better, the load times of this game I think would be atrocious. And this yes. game needs to have fast load times. Because the fact that every run you like every like run that you're doing is maybe only like less than a minute long and then you do like a 10 second load time as it procedurally generates a new track and then you do that run again so if if you had to wait like 30 plus seconds per map this game would be absolutely unplayable so i'd understand why they probably skimped on the graphics see so i just like trees i think that's why i liked it <laughs> i'm just like there's trees the trees looked decent so <laughs> a plus graphics for you yeah <laughs> see i mean i think they were decent graphics honestly and like you said they're not mind-blowing it's not like wow this is amazing but i thought they were good for what they were and these we're talking about a really small publisher and or developer here so correct me if i'm wrong so it's rage squid and no more robots are the two teams on this i think yes correct a, a, so i believe no more robots is the publisher correct whereas rage squid is the developers believe is the correct answer to that it's but honestly so it's a, the, the, there's an achievement to do the the credits i don't know if you've actually done it yet andrew i did um it's it's a very short credit sequence that's my point and the longest part of it i think is their 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 music and also they give a shout out to everyone who helped them with like the translation for different languages and I don't even think those are people who necessarily worked for the company. It was just help people who helped them translate. So I think this was made by less than like 50 people. So for what it is, as far as a procedurally generated game, it's it's not perfect, I understand. But I, th- I still think it's pretty impressive, to be honest. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I do – I am impressed with kind of like what they did with this. I just personally think this game is pretty bare bones. But since it's still kind of like being developed – they could add more. Like, I would enjoy if they had a score attack game mode, especially with, like, the multiplayer. The multiplayer was just the same thing you're doing, but it's not adding to your account. So you're still just going downhill with your friends, and, like, you can kind of personally compete for score, but, like, there just wasn't much of a reward for it. And you weren't, It didn't seem like you were really racing each other. Yeah. You, if no. one person and they finishes, do say that, though. people have 30 seconds to finish. So it's like it's semi a race, but not really. And I would like if they had like a score attack mode or a race mode that you could do with friends. You could knock each other off or something. Yeah. Oh, that'd be fun. A downhill brawl. Yeah. Like road rash. Oh, that'd be cool. Oh, I I definitely agree. And I would love to see all those things. But at the same time, I also think it really is just about being almost like a downhill simulator. Maybe yeah. that's a better way to explain it. I just, it's, you're right. There's not much point to it. But I don't know. It's kind of mindless fun. That's one. That's for me what I, I really stand behind on it. I guess. I do really because you touched on this earlier. I really want to talk about the music, and this is something that like with the first song that played, I ended up taking the headset off, and then I was like, Liz, like you need to listen to the music so you have an opinion on it, okay? And so I was listening to it, didn't really like it, and then, and this has to be like one of my least favorite songs in the world came on it was like awful and i won't won't say like what it's called or who it was i think they have more than one song on there but it came on and i was just like i can't anymore and i from that point on no more music for liz 
I hate. Oh, you that actually song. recognized one of the songs? No, I didn't recognize it. I just like, oh, you just didn't like it. I got you. Because it came. Because well, I mean, like I, I when Andrew was playing again later, the same song came up and I heard it from his headphones and I looked and I saw who sang it and what it was called, and it was just oh my word. I like and I think you kind of like the music, right? Andrew? Overall, I think yeah, I think I more enjoyed this music than I think all of you. Because I mean, I I like some of this style of music. To me, it kind of reminds me of like a little bit of like Explosion in the Skies, because there's some like nice upbeat instrumental music, and then maybe a little bit of like Polienzo is like another kind of band that I think kind of sounds like this. It's like this weird European electric techno. Yeah, but I feel I like think that kind of acts sounds to me. Yeah, so some of the songs have lyrics, and I do agree, Liz. The songs with lyrics do not care for. I do my favorite songs were just the instrumental songs, and I liked it. And I thought it fit really well with this game. So, the thing that first irritated me, as I was playing with you, Keith, we were talking about it. Uh, I didn't realize that you unlock more music when you progress to different worlds. So when you just play Highlands, so as a new person, Highlands, you're probably going to be dying a lot, and it only has nine tracks. So I pretty quickly I was sick of the music because I was like, okay, I've listened to this song already numerous times. Like, I'm ready for it to be done with. It wasn't until like I was consistently playing in the forest that I realized, oh wait, there's actually new music now. And then I got more when I was playing Canyons. So it was progressively giving me more music, but to start off the first world with just nine songs, I was like, wow, this this is gonna get old quick. But overall, I thought the music fit well. Well, it's weird. I feel like it fits well because there's times where this game is relaxing and I think this music fits well. It's kind of like a nice upbeat, so it kind of gets your heart racing a little bit, but it's not like adrenaline pumping. And so it's like, all right, this is kind of relaxing. Like, yeah, I can get down with this, like going down the mountain. But then you like crash and you're like ready to throw your controller across the room while this like music's still trying to be upbeat and kind of calm you down. But I'm like, screw this music. I want to be angry. So I don't know, the music The music made me feel conflicted. Like sometimes the music was mocking me. Because I'm like, all right, yeah, this is cool. I'm chilling to the song. And I'm like, ah, I want to be angry. I feel like they could have changed it for kind of like what the trail was too. So there were some that were like really steep and more intense. And so I feel like they could have... Um, Given you adrenaline pumping songs? Yeah, but I mean, just I, th- I just think in general it wasn't my taste in music. I, I don't think if they made it more upbeat, it would have helped me. <laughs> Honestly, it was... It, I, I, already, I know I said this to you at one point, Andrew, is that it gave me kind of reminiscent feelings of the original Gran Turismo on PlayStation. I don't know if anyone out there remembers those days, but that's those are some of my roots. And there was races on that game that took you five hours to beat, so you heard the same songs over and over and over and over again. And it's just... It's the right type of music, I think, for this type of game that it can fade into the background if you let it, or you can take it out entirely, and it's not necessary. So that's what I kind of liked about it, but I also actually liked it as a whole. It's just not necessarily my style of music, is what I would say. I like the sound of the bike. I wish it was just the sound of the riding. <laughs> I mean, you can turn down the you can turn off the music entirely. Like I said, that's what I I turned off the music in the game entirely, and. I went back and, you know, I listened to some of our old podcasts that I hadn't listened to because, and man, You're what a, a great host. afternoon I had. Let <laughs> me tell you, I'll, I'll, I will sell this to anyone listening right now. Go back and listen to some of the old ones if you haven't. It's a great afternoon. It, it really is. You'll enjoy it. But you actually make another good point, Keith, with the uh, audio. 
so every once in a while, Keith, we come across a game that is just like a severe offender to the audio in this game. Like when you first start the game, like the bike, the bike music is maybe at like a five out of ten. You know, the person's voice is like a three out of ten. But whatever reason, the music is like eleven out of ten. The music is crazy loud when you first start this game. I had to turn it down all the way to twenty percent, and it still was like louder than the bike and like anything else in the environment. So I think this game is kind of a little bit of a fender with how their audio is. I think they need to adjust that a little bit. Because I remember trying to talk in a party with you. I'm like, hold on, Keith. I got to turn down the music. I turned it down to 60, and I still couldn't even hear a word you were saying. So I'm like, okay, 40. Still couldn't hear you. And then finally it was like 20%, and finally I could actually hear you. But the music was still quite loud. you got to learn to use your audio settings in Xbox. Go, You turn down game audio from there and turn up. My chat audio. But majority of games hear me better. are fine. It was just like, because the other game, unfortunately, this game I don't think exists anymore that we were playing a lot of was Hyper Universe. And yeah. both me and you always complained about that when we played. We were both like, this game is crazy loud. And every time you restart that game, it cranked the audio back up. So I, it's not the audio on my personal settings because any other game we play, perfectly fine. But, yeah, this is just one of the few games that are just an offender to blasting your ears off with music. Oh, no, I know. I'm just saying that's it's one of my favorite ways to combat audio issues, I guess. I don't know. Milo agrees. Oh, yeah, that was her. Sometimes your cat sounds like a baby. She hates the audio, I tell you. That's why why I stick to these headphones. She doesn't want to hear it. One thing I will say I really want to praise this game for, though, is, like, I do think the frame rate's pretty smooth running down the hill. But every once in a while, you get a map, uh, a run session that you have to do, where you have to go in first-person mode. And i got to say, this game actually kind of makes my heart drop a little bit when it does first-person mode. It is a crazy feeling being first-person and trying to do backflips or 360s and like being like, ah, I think I have enough like space to land this. And then all of a sudden, your face just plants right in the dirt. Yeah, that I will say, I, I really enjoyed those sessions. It kind of made my heart drop a couple times. It was pretty cool. It's yeah. Well, so you can actually go into that mode anytime you want to. Actually, yeah, but there's no um, benefit unless you do those uh, specific see, maps. I I was gonna say I'm curious actually because it does say on the description for the one that forces it that you get the double XP, and I expect obviously you do. But I'm almost wondering in general if you keep on that mode if it gives you more. I, didn't I tried dare to doing try it because I didn't see much of a difference. Oh really? I, yeah, I don't. Okay, think it I didn't. Does. I didn't try. I generally avoided those levels if I could. I did them a few times just you know to get the feel for him but i agree with you it, it was it was a little too intense for me i <laughs> i i think i might have kicked my coffee table over if i had tried to do it too often because i don't know about you i did the old tetris move you know which you used to laugh at your parents for doing you know oh throw your yeah, body your to the left when you're trying to turn <laughs> yeah so i was i was playing with like my foot up on my coffee table and i darn near about kicked it over a few times trying to pull a backflip because apparently I was going to do a backflip on my couch at the same time. I was close, but I never quite made it. So the only time I actually forced myself to be in first-person mode was during the bonus stage. Well, I shouldn't more specifically say the first bonus stage. We did the construction site. I don't know if you yeah. guys, how well you succeeded with that. but So there, in each of the worlds, there's a hidden bonus stage. And, of course, it's very difficult. And it kind of stinks because as a bonus stage too, it still counts towards your lives. So if you're losing in the bonus stage, you're losing your lives. So there's not much of a reward for doing it, but it is fun. The first one is a construction site and it plays very much like uh, Trials. I don't know if anyone's played those games, the 2D bike games, 
where you basically got to try to find a figure out a way to climb pipes, ladders, and crates by just like bunny hopping and doing wheelies to kind of get up on higher areas. But I was able to complete the first one. The second one is a big jump that you have to get a bunch of points on. I wasn't able to do that one because, once again, I was having issues landing. I don't know how well you guys succeeded at those. Not well. I, uh, I did well. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I'm with Liz on this one. I tried the first one all of one time. Never went back to it again. I said, nope, that's enough for me. Like, I agree with you. It, it should be like a timed thing. Like, you have five minutes to beat this. If you don't beat it, you can try as many times, die as many times. Yeah. Especially because, like you said, it's like you're just trying to climb. And the, at slow speeds, there are weird, weird physics. I agree. Yeah, I think it kind of defeats the purpose of a bonus stage. Generally, like, when a game has a bonus stage, it's like, hey, there's no risk. This is just pure reward. Like, just do your best. See if you can get to it. Like, see if you can do this, like, objective. But this game, it wasn't the case. It's, like, all risk and very little reward. Because if you do it, I only got one life. It's like, I just lost five lives climbing this thing, and I only got one life back? Like, I felt kind of cheated. Yeah, I wasn't... And like I said, that's why I tried it once, and it just didn't seem worth it. I figured it was better to just keep continuing on. I, I got all the way through to the Peaks one. Peaks is brutal. Um, but yeah, I just... I. I gave up on bonus levels i guess you can go and you can do them outside or replay them so maybe there's some benefit to replaying them once you've unlocked them but i think there's an objective for it so that might be one thing but aside from that i don't know but yeah i i obviously tried really hard with the construction site because i saw there was an achievement to beat all the bonus stage so i was like all right i should start working for this but after just doing the construction site and then trying the ramp, I was like, I don't think I have the patience to just not only get to the bonus stages, but then try to beat them. So I was like, ah, I don't know. Because not only that, since we kind of talked that this game is kind of in preview, the achievements don't fully work. I know both me and you, Keith, were having issues because some of the achievements are very easy. Or I should say, yeah, they're very easy to like, just a good afternoon, like you can do a majority of them. But both me and you were having issues unlocking them. Because some of them were like, oh, get 10,000 rep. And it's like, I'm already at like a quarter million rep. How do I not have that achievement? I, I don't get what's going on. And then same with the items. I got the collect like 25 items, but I didn't get like the low level item one. And it's like, all right, so I guess I missed that somehow. And I don't know how I can go back and unlock it. So if you're looking to be an achievement hunter with this game, I don't really recommend it. You can get a good handful just from playing a couple sessions. But unfortunately, yeah, they're kind of broken. And I don't know if you got any more, like, if they unlocked for you later, Keith, but one did for me. Yeah, so I still haven't had any unlock late, I don't think yet, but I have had quite a few missed. As it, I'm the same, I'm somewhere around 300, some 300 plus XP, and um, haven't gotten all the XP ones. I don't even think I've gotten a single one of them. I got one of the, the item ones, to your, to your point. I've gotten all of the ones for getting to a new area so far. That's one thing I can say for sure. And I actually got a couple that I was surprised. I kind of just ended up getting them by accident. But it was like, do a 720 backflip. That's actually one I haven't gotten. But it's it was something along those lines. And I just did it by accident. So that's kind of cool. Because I do think if you just go out there and you just keep playing, <laughs> you just throw the sticks around you can probably get some of these things pretty easily. Yeah, well, actually, when I think about it, the achievements that I don't think had an issue were like, yeah, getting to a new map or doing like a one thing. 
like yeah like you said like doing the double front flip but it was any of the progression ones like the the, the accumulative achievements the one where it's like get 10,000 rep 25,000 rep those are the ones that I've noticed were the more buggy ones but the ones where it's just do the one thing they generally work but I will say the funny thing is Liz actually got me one of the achievements because uh, she was playing on my Xbox because hers was being used and so I was trying to teach her the game and Liz ended up crashing, but her character slid to the finish line, and there's an achievement for that, to finish a level by bailing through the finish line. And she did that for me, and I was like, oh, well, thank you for doing that, Liz. Of course I would get that one. Yeah, I know. You got the one where you crash, and you finish by crashing. See, it's funny. I got that, like, one of my first races, because any racing game, I have this habit of I just love to pull a wipeout at the end. It's just a thing I do. Especially if I'm winning. In this game, there's really no losing. So, heck, I'm just going to do it every time. So, yeah, I either throw myself into it. And then I found you could actually literally just ram yourself straight into the pole. Yeah. And that is hilarious. Because this game does has... We don't need to go too far back, but just a one quick thing. One of the things that is awesome about this game is the ragdoll physics. It's just the way you... If you're at, like, 80 miles an hour, 80 kilometers per hour, and you crash, your body goes flying. And it's hilarious to watch. But... I'm also hoping, like I said, all those easy ones that I accumulated, games like this, they tend to fix those things, and we'll get our achievement points at some point, I figure. Maybe, knock on wood, but if I don't, I don't. But I, I, I figure it'll get fixed and I'll get them. So I guess wrapping up and going to our final thoughts, overall, I enjoyed this game, but I don't care to continue playing it. To me, it was something that was fun to kind of pick up, do a couple sessions, and being like, all right, I'm frustrated, I'm done, like... I'm good. I am interested to see like if they come out with more stuff for this game. I think this game does have potential. I just think it's a little bare bones right now. I would really like to see them do more stuff with the multiplayer. Because right now, like playing the multiplayer, I just thought like, eh, like there wasn't much to this. I wasn't having a blast. It wasn't hilarious. I didn't really feel like I could interact with like my friends that much. I would like to have a little bit more of a competitive element. Maybe like a score attack or a downhill trick session, something like that. But I don't know. For me, it just the multiplayer is just okay. And seeing other people in my world, like, did nothing. Just, oh, cool, I saw a guy go by and he had a chicken hat. That's funny. I don't know. So for me, I thought the multiplayer was very lackluster. But I I like what this game was trying to do. But, yeah, I just think it just needs some improvement. So overall, for me, I'd probably give this game a 70. I liked it, but I don't know if I care for it that much. See, it's funny because my overall, like, overall... I actually really like this game a lot. I agree with you 100% the fact that it's really bare bones. There's probably not even a lot to it as far as even, like you said, there's, maybe there's not a reason to come back to it. But for me personally, though, there is. I just kind of enjoy it, as I said, a game. It's kind of almost like playing Candy Crush on my on my phone i don't know how to exp- if that makes sense at no, all it does like it's an i don't really runner. like it but yeah it's yeah it's just kind of fun it's quick but to turn on yeah exactly like i don't know i go back to like i said i just i got a, i've got an hour to kill something like that and i know i ca- i can't get overly sucked into it i can literally just shut it off and i don't have a sweet pause function like wargroove had but you know i can just shut it off and not care so it, it's kind of cool for me in that game aspect i'm gonna keep it on my xbox i'll probably play it more maybe not as much obviously as i have been but i'm gonna play it again Uh, i definitely will but going back to why i said it's funny that we go through all these opinions because i also would probably give it about a 70 (laughs) um you seem like you like praise this game so much you still no well see there's no reason to give it like uh, an 
overly high score. It's just, right. it's an average game. But for me, I just feel much more strongly about it, and I actually think it's a fun game. You give That's it a good I mean. 70. I give it an S 70. <laughs> exactly. I'm a 70 plus. You're a 70 minus. <laughs> I so, Liz. To, I hate to be the negative Nancy. Uh oh. <laughs> Can we get a sound effect for her? Oh, a Keith pick. And I, um. So, we, obviously, Liz hates it. Everything well, about when it. When we first started Ten. this podcast, I feel like I hated all of Keith's picks. I don't know if that's accurate. I feel like I should go back and check that. But. Uh, Ashen was one of mine, so yes. That, that's what I'm thinking right now. Um, <laughs> She's for, never going to forget that. For me, I feel like there were. Games that were similar in in play style to this that came out over 10 years ago that are a thousand times more fun. I really got irritated that I had to play the game. Like, we put it in a certain amount of hours minimum, and I just, I struggled. I just, I, the tricks I thought were just, like, boring. I just, I couldn't get into it. And, I mean, I think for me, the best part of the game was that it took place in the woods. I mean, I just, I mean, the character I didn't want to look at, the the trails were, like, I felt like I was just doing the same ones. Like, I did, like, the stone one, like, 50 times. And maybe that's because I was really bad at the game because maybe I wasn't trying as hard as I should. But, yeah, I just, it was a struggle to push through it. I didn't get the point of it. I just, I, yeah, that was the big thing for me. I didn't get the point. The tricks weren't fun. And so... I feel bad, but I'm going to give it probably a 40, maybe a f- generous 45. I feel like that might have, though, been the most honest response you've ever given a game, though. I respect <laughs> it, Liz. I don't I don't agree with you, but I respect it. Yeah, I, I just, really do. I think it's no, a personal I, preference thing, too. And the fact that the music was so bad that, like, I, I got, I, I oh, can't even get into it again. But, yeah. Triggered. The, um, just don't. The Metascore... 77. Andrew's like, you took my part. No. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I saw that look. He's so mad. He so gave me a look. I did it, though. So if this were the price is right, I think I'd still win because I'm on the 70 plus. But so that's... the user score was 3.2. Barely, but granted, there are barely any reviews, any ratings. <clears throat> yeah. So I feel like it's not really fair to really say, oh, user score 3.2 when there's barely any reviews. Yeah, there hasn't been many reviews of this game because, like I said, it did just recently on at least Steam come out of the preview stage. So a lot of people generally don't try to review a game when it's in a preview alpha stage. Uh, So that's probably understandable why there isn't as many reviews on this game. But overall, I think we're kind of close to what some people are saying with it, though. But right now, if someone didn't have Game Pass... This game is going for 25 bucks. Would you guys recommend this to a friend who doesn't have Game Pass? and would, Or would you recommend this game for a friend who does have Game Pass? So, if you don't have Game Pass, no, don't buy this game. Not for 25 bucks. If it were $10, sure, whatever, maybe. But even then, I, I still just... This isn't a game I'd recommend anyone to buy. Would you say that price is a little steep? <laughs> <sighs> that actually might be your first joke that I hate, but actually kind of <laughs> it's kind of funny um but no the thing is, is like i said so for game pass purposes so this is me personally it's a game that like i said it just for whatever reason it hooks me it's got my attention it's it really is mindless there's not a lot of point to it if if you're looking for something bigger in a game sure but i put like i said i put at least 15 hours into this game 
and I, I'll probably keep playing it. If not in big chunks, I will. So as far as dollars priority, like if this were the only game I played on Game Pass for the month at $10 for Game Pass, I've well exceeded my dollar per hour, I say. For me, I will say I, I do think that the price is a little high, but I do respect this game. I do kind of like what the developers are going with it. So I wouldn't recommend this game to someone who does have Game Pass. But for someone who does have Game Pass, I would maybe recommend this to maybe like a young teenage kid because there's not too many as game, this list was kind of saying earlier there's not too many like sports games anymore like yeah they, they keep coming out with a Tony Hawk game every once in a while but they are just atrocious they are not good anymore so I I think for the kids who have yet to play any of the previous Tony Hawk games or skate like they haven't felt and tr- tried those like cool extreme sport trick games so I think this game is a decent one for like, yeah, maybe an early teenaged kid who hasn't, you know, actually seen a good extreme sports game. This might be a nice segue for them to when that good game finally does come out. So I think this game is is pretty relaxing and fun. Like if you're just looking for something just different, I would maybe recommend giving it a go. It's a small size download game and the ga- the sessions are quick if you just have a few minutes like Keith was saying so I'd maybe say give it a go but I don't think you're gonna fall in love with this game if if you've grown up liking you know Tony Hawk or Skate yeah it kind of actually makes me just like miss those games like if if anybody can think of a game out there right now that's like those that gives you, like that's similar in in amazingness let us know because I I really want to play a game like that but for this game like Sunset Overdrive. No, because it didn't have scoring. Like, it didn't have, like, tricks in it. Uh, it had, like, sorry. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. But anyways, sorry, I cut you no, off. Go okay. on. I'm sorry. Um, Mansplain. But I wouldn't recommend it for that price. There are so many amazing games on Game Pass. For me, it's just not worth it. Even on Game Pass. Like, I, there's just so many amazing games that we've played. Um, and you can go back and, I mean, Operencia, which is a completely different game. But, like, there are so many games that we've played that I think are more worth your time. And that you can, like, play a little bit, put it away. And so, for me, I just, I say no across the board. I do, however, feel bad because I can't imagine how hard it is to come out with a game and then have someone crap on it like I just did. But that's just my opinion. But, yeah. So, overall, I think we're kind of split on this game, but... So overall, I guess, you know, maybe give it a go. But if you're kind of short on time, like this may be something you may just want to overlook. But if you're looking for something relaxing, this may be up your alley. Overall, I think that's going to do it for us this week. A couple announcements. Uh, Keith, do you want to can remind our fans of what's coming up? So as Andrew mentioned, I am going to be doing a giveaway for our listeners. Um, I'm going to be doing six months of Game Pass. I'm going to do it. Let's see. Where, where are we at today? Today. Oh, I'm not going to talk about today's date. It's a mystery when we record for all of 25th. Oh, oh, please. Oh, sorry. No. Wait, it was supposed say? to be a secret mystery that no one's supposed to know when we record these. Oh, crap. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Oh, man. Nope. It's secrets out now. No, no. 25th. Nope. It's Saturday, May 25th. Approximately 8.56 p.m. Eastern Time, and we were recording this, and next Friday, the 31st, oh, perfect, yeah, I'll do, I'll do the giveaway there, I'm going to do it on Twitter, so I'm just going to jump over Andrew on this one, and I'm going to announce all my stuff first, 
You can follow me first and foremost at Keith Lynch one two one. That's it. That's on Twitter. Also on Xbox, a little fluffy, and I stream on Mixer as well. If you want to watch me there, I don't stream that often. Tweet me. Tell me if you want me to. Um, but more importantly, I will be putting it out on Twitter. Six months of Game Pass. I'll do it under our Game Pass Twitter or our, our podcast Twitter. So you can find that when Andrew tells you that. Listen in. Find out for more details. And I've been Liz the Noob. I had to think about who I was for a second. Um, <laughs> I'm on uh, Twitter at Liz the Noob. Noob is E W. Gamer tag, come on, I'm Dean, but I don't stream. And uh, yeah, tweet us. Tell us what you think of the game if you've played it. And I have been your hardcore gamer host, Andrew. Uh, you can follow me on Xbox Live at Firebird01844. You can also follow me on Twitter at ANMilton01952. Uh, I also stream on Mixer now that we actually have a stable internet back. So uh, next week I will be able to stream the game that we're playing more. Which next week uh, was a fan-suggested one. He suggested a couple games. So shout-out to our fan, Chris, who uh, wrote us a nice email. Uh, but he suggested a couple games for us, and it's Liz's pick. So, Liz, which which of the games did you pick? I picked... Dramatic pause. <laughs> Quantum Break. So, yeah. So, yeah, we, we're doing a listener pick next week. Uh, it's a really fun game. It was a Microsoft Studio game done by Remedy Studios, who is most well-known for the original Max Payne games and Alan Wake. They're a really good studio that does a really good job with their stories, and this game is really cool. So... Greatly looking forward to that, and if anyone else has a suggestion for us to play, you know, either tweet at us or write us an email. We would love to hear from you. You can you can write us an email at gamepassgrabbag at gmail.com, or you can tweet us at gpgbpod, or you can even write us on Facebook at gamepassgrabbag. You know, just you can either just say hi or you can suggest something. We we always love to hear from you guys and get some feedback, but. I think that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you all so much for listening, and we hope to see you again, guys, next week. Bye. I'll miss you.